Welcome to the Digital Masters Growth Marketing Podcast for professional service providers, agencies, and consultants. We're going to be talking innovative strategy, tactics, and the tech tools that marketers are using in the trenches today. Made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let's get into it. What's going on, Travis? Hello, hello. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, me too, man. I've actually been looking forward to this chat for a while. Um, and it was funny too. I saw your um, your email last night from, from your podcast and you had uh, mentioned that you played hockey. Um, and I, I, since you played hockey, you'll, you'll kind of, you'll, you'll get a chuckle out of this. So I've always wanted to play hockey. I, I took a stab at it when I was a kid, um, but I was kind of unfortunate in that my parents, they weren't fully invested in it. So when I would go to practice, they made me uh, wear the figure skates. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's almost torturous. That it was almost torture. That's borderline child abuse. I don't yeah. know what the the statute of limitations is on that, but <laughs> it was brutal, man. Like I, I told, I told him that too. I was like, you can't, you can't do this to me, right? Oh, respect, respect. But it, it was still fun. I, I still, I still ended up doing some rollerblade hockey and stuff like that. But oh, excellent, excellent, man. Well, that's cool. So yeah, so yeah, but really, honestly, I, I have been wanting to chat with you for a while. I, I, I've been following you for quite a long time, quite a long time, really, since I, um, I started on LinkedIn. I think I saw another live you were on, um, but where I really started to like. I think take more notice of you is when you started your new thing, like the beast node. Um, and I saw you do a, like you were doing a live of a live. <laughs> yeah. like the linked inception. Yeah. I was like, man, that was awesome. It's like, because like, I, I think what's interesting about like some of the stuff that's going on right now with like LinkedIn and all this stuff, it's like, it's like, how do you stand out? And like, how, how are you being creative? Um, I'm trying to do that myself. And so as soon as I started, saw you doing that stuff, I was like, man, like I really started looking up to you on how you were doing this stuff. I was like, man, I really want to have him on my show and, and start a relationship and kind of just see, see what you're all about. But that was, that was cool. Of course. No, it's been a, a brilliant year. Uh, I can't say all of that was, that was planned, but it's been working out uh, amazing thus far. It's, it's funny that you say that though, because when I look at your, like your, your transition from where you were, I know you were in content before, but when I look at your, your profile and like, you know, it's like the icons, the the volcano, everything does look very, the colors, like even the colors in your background are matching the colors in your profile and like the stuff that you're doing on your live show with the other guys. So it seems very well constructed. So, yeah, I think, uh, one of the things that's really been helpful for me since I've just been in the digital realm for almost ever. Um, my first dipping into the waters was back in the MySpace days. Um, I, I grew up uh, excluding being a hockey player. I kind of wanted to, I wanted to be a music producer, a, an artist. Um, yeah. So there was this kind of this concept of the bedroom producer. Um, and I started making music in my bedroom in middle school and high school. Uh, and I actually was MySpace famous uh, for whatever the hell that's worth <laughs> uh, back in the day. And that was my first experience at a very young age of discovering like, whoa, there's something going on here in this digital realm. Um, 
and I just saw from other people that were creating an experience of everything. There's all these different touch points um, in the digital realm, your profile picture, your banner. Um, back in MySpace days, you could control the theme. Um, I like remember you, that. You had your own song. Um, you could, yeah, change all the colors of the background. So there was it, even like a whole nother level of customization, way more than they give you now with like some of these apps that you really just all you can choose is like one or two things. But um, that really just cracked it open for me like since then of any digital asset it's like almost digital real estate you have you have out there um you might as well maximize it um and utilize it as, in as creative way as possible and brand colors and symbol symbolism uh, is a very simple simple way to do that um there's more functional and more salesy ways to utilize those touch points as well but for me i love just matching everything under kind of the same couple colors and symbolism um, and it seems to do the trick for me. <laughs> no, I think that's cool. I, um, that's something that it's like, so like, as I've started to go and get into all this stuff, I've kind of just been taking like the, the go approach. Uh, like there's so many things I look at what I'm doing now and I'm like, man, I want to improve that. I want to improve that. And one of them is kind of like that whole branding piece. Um, so that's why I kind of respected what you were doing, uh, with that. And, but I, I will say though, on MySpace, I think it's probably a good thing that uh like some of these other platforms don't let you go crazy on the theming because i remember <laughs> i remember yeah. i remember seeing some people's profiles and i was like wow that's oh no it, it did get pretty bad uh pretty chaotic with the yeah, like uh html custom html that gets sketchy too with if you're able to add anything um on the back end probably not a good idea <laughs> i see why it got removed yeah <laughs> and plus people know enough tricks now where they know how to hijack that stuff and like I'm sure. So, yep, it would be abused. That's why we can't have nice things on the internet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so one other thing I was going to ask you is like, so the, the live show you're doing with the, with the guys, um, how did that kind of, how did that come together? It's like, cause I noticed, and I think this is another clever thing too. And I don't know if this is well-planned, but it seems like, it seems cool that like you're the producer behind the show, um, which gets you exposure as a producer. I don't know if you planned it that way. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this I it might as well just take you back to the beginning of the journey of 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, at the beginning of the year, I was finally kickstarting my LinkedIn and had the great idea of I want to build these relationships offline. So beginning of the year, I was planning a event in Denver to kind of have like a LinkedIn local type of vibe, um, just our own version of it, planned the speakers, booked the venue, all of that. And then the COVID sweep came, Denver got mm. shut down, had to cancel everything. And uh, well, I guess instead of completely canceling, decided to switch the event to virtual. So we all started like we downloaded Zoom, a Zoom, bought the pro plan, whatever, tried to just start figuring it all out. Uh, and that was back in March. So had kind of this first virtual event unintentionally happen. And that showed me it kind of showed me the light of remote production of what you could kind of run from anywhere. 
-hmm. So we experimented uh, from there. We were just started doing it every week and it grew so big. We couldn't hold it in the zoom rooms anymore um, and started doing it on YouTube because at the time we didn't have LinkedIn live. So we're discovering that this live streaming, there's something special here. We've got a community brewing. We're all stuck inside in the pandemic. Um, and it was just this nice little micro moment every week to just kind of hang out with other people. That's cool. um, so, so to continue that magic and turn it into a more formal thing, we tested it as a morning show, kind of a live, live news morning format, kind of silly, but entertaining and educational at the same time. Um, did a complete run of that with some brilliant people on LinkedIn, uh, was successful. And then this summer we decided, okay, we had new people in the mix from LinkedIn that were interested, saw this live format. And that was where we discovered all the rest of those guys. Uh, and they came together and they just had this magic, this comedic chemistry of these four dudes together. Um, and I just needed to share it out there in the world. Um, Jonathan Palmar had had connected all of us. And it was uh, just one of those things where I'm not like a super in front of the camera type of guy. I realize like the value of it. And I love being able to have conversations like this. Um, right. But in my day to day life and more higher level mission, um, I'm I want other people to sort of shine and have the spotlight on them. Uh, cool. So being a, a digital producer, virtual producer has been a brilliant way for me to help others build their own show. And then uh, all the post-production that comes after that has been really fun to play with. Um, so are but, you cutting all the clips up for them and sending those to them? Yep. So yeah. that's what we have, have sort of stumbled into this year is the efficiency of converting a live stream or live show or podcast into micro content is surreal if you've done it right. Um, it only takes like an hour per week from the actual talent or the user. Um, and then from that hour, you can get five, 10 plus, we get sometimes over 10 clips from one show. Um, yeah, that, that puts that's, a, that's a set content surplus, even if you're posting every day. Um, so yeah, it's, that, it's been brilliant to discover. Yeah. That's the thing I've been, um, that's the thing I've been experimenting, experimenting with too. So I take these shows, I'll send some clips to you too. Um, I got my wife involved. Um, I started developing some some software to basically help you like with all the different stages. So you got all these media assets all over the place. And and here's the thing that I that I started to enjoy with this whole thing was like so there's a lot of apps out there, a lot of like uh, new software tools coming on. Uh, some of them just help you add the captions and um, but some of them will try to like splice things up for you, like using using AI and stuff like that. Yep. And I always kind of knew it's like well that stuff's not always going to produce a great clip. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not going to find, it's not going to start at the right spot and end at the right spot. That's the secret sauce. Yeah. So then I started thinking, it's like, okay, well then what could you automate? Like what, what pieces of this, like how can you streamline this so that you're, you're maximizing the value, the, th those pieces, but then the pieces that are kind of more mundane, like the, the pain in the butt, like where are all these files? How can you get those into a, like a, a format so that, uh, so that you can distribute this stuff, get it to the editor, bring it back, yep. make the headline, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what I've been playing around with. It's, it's, it's a fun problem. It's like, it's like trying to be creative, but then maximize it all at the same time. 
No, there's, uh, this is, I think, yeah, the secret sauce that everybody's trying to figure out. Uh, Gary V just at scale obviously has set the, the tone for what you can do with repurposing, right. but for what you're alluding to either on the technology side, the systems or processes, that's what I've been trying to kind of focus on optimizing. Um, cause you can't, to me, you can't remove or yeah, automate that key piece, which right, is the yeah. strategic storytelling or strategic slicing or editing um, that for at least not for a while, I don't think you'll ever be able to hand off to a, to a robot or AI, regardless of, of how smart they get. We'll see. But that's to me, I think, um, a really powerful piece where you can maximize maximize the mileage of your content so we'll definitely have to keep uh keep that conversation going um and share uh share yeah, we, tools and tips um for that because yeah, i've been continuously experimenting as well yeah um, that was one of the things i wanted to like ultimately I, I thought where we would vibe a lot on is just like all the tools that are out there because we were joking back and forth in dm about how there's all these software tools to do like what we're doing here and then there's the live streams there's like restream.io yeah but like you, you can't, because my dream is is to have the podcast. I want it to have that buttery audio that you guys were talking about on your podcast. Because <laughs> that's one thing that's been not so great on the StreamYard side is like the audio after. It's yeah. like sometimes the, the levels are off and it, it bothers me, but I'm also trying to just push forward. Um, but like I want my podcast to have like really good audio, sure. really good video. I want to just broadcast it live. And then I want to be able to take it and repurpose it all. So I want to be able to do all of that in one thing so that uh, I can, so I can have that dream where I'm not spending all day making content, but then I also have the quality. So I have the quality, yeah. the repurposing. So I'm kind of on that mission and I'm sure we could, we could help each other out on that. No, that's a huge piece uh, to figure out either on the technology side or the, yeah, the system side. Um, what you could consider i mean i know a lot of the secret uh the the big shows they have they just have those split it looks like one show at the end but they have the audio going 100 percent recording on its own like sometimes through its own machine and then they right. have cameras and the video recording um obviously it all yeah once it, once it's all in sync it feels all the same Right, um, but that's that's the dilemma right now with Zoom. Zoom is a big problem with it too. They condense yeah. the audio uh, through that communication. Once you're you're compressing it to send through a digital signal, yeah, you lose so much of that. So I've used Squadcast um, as kind of it's a, you sacrifice recording video, but you gain the audio quality. Um, because what they do is record it locally on each computer. Right. They've got right. the source file recorded. So it's that better version before it's uploaded to the internet, sent a hundred miles and then downloaded on the other side. It's at least just recording my mic from this end and then your mic from your end. And then you can download them after the, after the show's over. So that's been my temporary solution um, but it is at the sacrifice of video. So every episode, I kind of have that in the back of my head of like, damn, should I have been getting capturing video clips? Um, so well, ultimately, yeah, it's a, it's a, tr it's a tricky battle. 
Well, I, I did try it once and I, I, I had an error with it. So I, like, I didn't want to try it again right away because I didn't, I didn't want to mess around with things. So I'm, I'm at this point <laughs> yeah. right now where I, like all of those little things that I hit, they just like bring my mental state down. I'm just like, oh man. No, no. that's, I mean, yeah, but, the con convenience is a huge factor. Yeah. But, but check out riverside.fm because what they, okay. I sent you that link, but I know there's like a ton of people, but what they do is this a similar thing where they record the audio and the video locally. And, and the video. And the video. Um, I had one snafu working on it, like uh, where it didn't record the video. And so I just like, I kind of lost faith. I, I think it was, it, it was an error that could have been overcome. No, but uh, that's another one on the tech side. I know people are trying to figure out because, uh, who is it? Yeah, Squadcast, who I was just mentioning, they keep teasing that they're going to add the video. They keep saying it, but uh, still haven't seen it this year. So hopefully, if they crack the code, I'm gonna. I am gonna check out this Riverside FM. Uh, it, yeah, check it out. And, and and if you're down, like, um, me and oh, you yeah. could do a, a test of it just uh, one day. Yeah, it looks you like want. you are correct. They do supposedly have audio and video, and then an, also a package to do live streaming with that which just seems absurd, but that's awesome. Yeah, so maybe we can play around with that at some point. Very nice. Nice discovery. <laughs> so so have you found the, the live show to be um, the new one you guys are doing? Has that been pretty successful? Yeah, I am falling in love with live streaming. Uh, it's been, uh, for me, a big keystone missing in my world of content and just my communication style. Uh, for the last several years, I've understood the value of video. I get why it works. I get why it's everywhere and everything. But I couldn't figure out my home in video. Mm -hmm. I tried doing e-courses and like very the more professionally produced stuff with like good lighting, the nice ass cameras, the perfect whatever, literally had teleprompter scripts. And I was just like, I just turned into a robot. And I was like, okay, so that's not it. Um, and then I saw, I tried doing what all of like a lot of the other guys are doing on LinkedIn, like the, um, I call it the camera in the corner type of videos where you're in an empty room you go turn on the lights you turn on the camera and you're you do like your what's up guys and like there's nobody technically there in the moment so mm -hmm. for some reason when i would do that my soul just like dissipates from my body and i just become like a robot talking to this other device in the corner of like welcome to the video about three tips for and i'm right. just like who is this human that just showed up on video yeah and i was like okay that's not it too so i was avoiding video for practically all year uh i was doing pdf sliders as often as possible yeah, that's your favorite like, for those anything anything besides having to do video and finally i discovered live streaming and or having like interviews like this where no longer am I staring at like an empty lens and like just wondering what the hell's going on. There's reciprocation, there's feedback, there's interaction. And that's the missing piece that I needed. Yeah. Um, so I've loved, loved, loved live streaming since then because the real-time interaction is a massive piece for me. 
Um, and then being in like the marketing side and the data nerd, the engagement rate is unreal right That's now. Cool. I don't know if it's just because it's new and people are interested or if it truly is just at a whole nother engage, like level of engagement rate, but text posts for me are like one to 5% videos. Maybe you can get five to 10% engagement rate. Our live streams have been getting like 80, 90, 100, 250% engagement rates of people multi triple and commenting for hours, staying the whole show. Like, so I think it's a good show. So I think like, it's like, I think that the main thing that I that I saw different about your show was that it looked like it was somebody was producing it. And I mean, I think, I, I, yeah, no, this is the the big piece that I think a lot of people are missing. Um, the technology just, that's yeah. here can be used in so many more ways than um, uh, we're currently using it a lot across a lot of LinkedIn. So um, it's the little details I think that are gonna as this gets opened up to more people and it becomes more saturated, you're going to, I'm already starting to see it watching people level up their streams and overlays and mm-hmm, integrating mm-hmm. chat and everything. So I love it. Um, especially being at the forefront of it uh, on an, like an experimental side. And then also uh, a decent amount of me comes from the gaming world. So mm-hmm. I've had my eyes on streaming and Twitch streamers for right. years or now whereas other people are logging into streams for the first time like discovering chat interaction and inside jokes happening and stuff and i'm like oh man you're <laughs> i've been watching that happen for years so it's awesome to see it bleeding over into the linkedin community because uh it really is yeah exactly a, a community builder um, yeah and that's the that's the trick i think um that i kind of realized is like building your business now like like if like whether it's like thought leadership, I mean, community is a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. being able to build that community and then mixing communities together. Um, and but yeah, you're right about the the gaming industry. Like I found OBS from somebody that was streaming on uh, on LinkedIn. He was a young kid. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably, I mean, young for me. But um, and he like what I thought was cool about him is he was doing a live stream and then he was just superimposed over his his screen. Yeah instead of being in that little circle that so many people do. Yep. And I was just like, bam, I was like, so I was like, that was awesome. So I, I, I contacted him and he taught me how to use OBS and um, I've been using that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've been looking for, to, to do a live show too. I just didn't have the concept and maybe, maybe you can give me some feedback. So I had somebody on my podcast um, last week and uh, we were talking about um, like mindset and kind of being in the moment and using, using that as a tool to, to basically navigate all of the the difficult things and like in sales or even doing this podcast, like the more sure. I stay in the moment, the more I listen to what you're saying and, st- and stop thinking ahead. Um, so anyways, we had this idea that was like, what if we did a, a live stream, which was, we, and we came up with a title after, but it was just called Under Construction. And it was about- oh, Nice, I like it. It was about talking about like our businesses, like in the moment, like, and like using that as a time to like face all of the, the really difficult parts about being, uh, starting a business. Mm-hmm. So like talking about our goals, what the challenges were, like, what are the things that we're going to do in the next week that are going to give us the most impact in terms of like growing the business yeah. and like using the show is almost like a, 
like a way to really talk about like some, some things that most people don't talk about. Um, and then like people could come on and they could talk about what their goals are, what their, uh, what their struggles are and like almost make it like an accountability style, um, live stream of some sorts. And we, we were thinking like under construction, cause like really ultimately everyone's under construction, you know, like yeah. <laughs> whether, you, whether yeah. you're early or late, yeah. yeah. but like, who's, who's willing to get on the camera and, and take off some of that polishedness that we all pretend that we have every time we get on camera and talk about some of the nitty gritty stuff that we're going through. Um, and like, that's, yeah, Lean, you think that'd be cool. That's the, that's the direction that's missing from everything the human piece and right. i am so grateful to have discovered it this year and that's where that's why i think yeah where i found my home in live streaming because i can't put on that youtuber personality where they just need to film it for 30 minutes or 20 however long they record and then they're good and they edit it and slice it up on live stream you can't fake it like maybe you right. can for like five or 10 minutes out the gate, like if you wanted to, but when you're streaming for hours, like you can't fake that. And that's why people hang out a lot. There's a little bit of sure. There's like a really good fancy talk show. And the person is so interesting. You're captivated to listen for 45 minutes or 60 right. minutes. But what I'm seeing that's been successful in the live streaming world is when people pull back that curtain that you were just mentioning, the human, the human side, they show all the blemishes uh, of their story, of their room, of their whatever. Um, now, obviously, there's a balance. Like, right? If, yeah, you, but, you don't want dogs barking and kids screaming and like everything like throughout your sure. entire show. But it's those human moments you were mentioning of pulling back the curtain and talking about a real story letting people come in from the comments yeah That's a huge thing that we started doing just on accident and it ended up being a blessing we had john jonathan palmar was coming in to one of our live shows one morning and his internet connection was just awful don't know if he was just yeah he said he was coming back from a party <laughs> we're like what the hell man so we pooled we dropped the Streamyard link exactly what you shared with me in the chat during the live show and pulled somebody on from it. And ever since that episode, we started doing that more. Um, and it's those human moments, those real moments that you couldn't script, you couldn't write that in a video script um, that everybody loves. That's what people remember. That's why they're gonna come to the next show. So I think that's a brilliant idea to lean into that more almost kind of tea with Gary V style of you can let people come on, share their yeah, yeah. story, their problem. And then you guys can share your insights and kind of the, the higher level view of it or lessons or advice. Um, yeah, I exactly. I would like that. That. And also I was like, man, I could, I could also use this as like a tool for myself. Like I was like, cause the, the more like the more honest you are with yourself and like the more you just get on there and be like, so this is where my business is struggling right now. This is what I'm avoiding because I've, for whatever reason, and then working that out with, with my co-host or with anybody else that's on, or like, you know, like I was even thinking like, based off of your email last night, you told that little mini story before you got into the podcast. Yeah. So I was like, I was even thinking of you like coming on and like, like just basically inviting people on that were willing to just be like, just 
like it's not like you have to like share, share like things you don't want to share but like who who are the kind of guests that would come on there that are a little more innovative and a little more open who would kind of talk about some of those those hard things i mean you're, you're starting your new business right now i mean it's it's like you've got to be going through certain things so Oh, my entire world is under construction, quote unquote, 24 seven, forever and always. <laughs> and, 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 that's, and like, so, that's the kind of people I like to talk to, like where we, where you can just like look at it that way. Cause I mean, it's like a lot of the business world is like just only polished, you know, that's only, you only get that veneer no, and um, you will I just, survive. I just I just assume that that's that couldn't really be the case. There's got to be something going on that they're not no, showing. It's it's especially now in 2020, we're in this pandemic era, Stephen, and it's like a the value of that adapting and evolving and changing has been amplified through the roof. Thankfully, that's been kind of a consistent keystone of, of my life anyways, just kind of that consistent innovation, trying to stay ahead of the game. Uh, but if you don't have the habits or the, the mindset to adapt and evolve and continuously change while stuff is under construction, you're gonna be struggling not only in the digital era, now in the physical real world era you used right. to be exempt from that if you had an old retail job or or grocery store job where you just needed the traditional stability didn't want to change or learn new things <laughs> now that even that isn't is no longer avoidable you're going to need to ev adapt evolve and adopt that mentality of of being under construction all the time to to thrive that's that's what but i'm seeing this year and what's cool about it too, though, is that if you kind of adopt that philosophy and then you kind of wrap that into your content, it's like you can mm -hmm. solve all your content problems Yeah. if you kind of adopt that mindset because you basically are just exposing all the stuff that's going on um, and, uh, you know, just using that to create content, which is all the stuff people actually want to see anyway. Keeps you, yeah, 100%. It keeps you in tune with, uh, trends as well. If you're not flexing and adapting, you just have a, a a content strategy in quarter one, and you just plan to whatever post one blog every <laughs> month or every week. Like you're missing out on so much. It's the people that can adapt and tap into stories like the. Uh, did you see the the TikTok story of cranberry ocean yeah. spray? Yeah, like, yeah. We why have we all heard that and seen that now? Uh, because they were super in tune with the market, with the people, with the audience, the community, um, and willing to adapt and evolve. I guarantee you that wasn't in their Q1 marketing <laughs> advertising plan. Um, so yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea to lean into that perspective of permanent construction because <laughs> um, it, it really uh, emphasizes the value of adapting uh, yeah. in, in a creative way. Yeah, cool. And I'm going to take your advice too, because I saw something else that you said when you guys were putting t your show together, that you guys were trying to, you you overthought it, you overthought it. Oh my and then, God. And yeah, then finally you guys just did it and it was, and it was good. So we're just going to go, we're just going to go live. It was brilliant. No, it was, and it ended up working so much better. We had meetings like in back end zoom rooms for months 
like a waste like though that should have just been its own show itself oh, right. yeah, creating, creating the live and show. we were planning we had all these things we had dr brian Harmon, uh very well educated he runs like curriculum at usc and like high level stuff so we were like okay we got to utilize him as a lecturer and we could have segments and then we're gonna have commercial skits that alex and john could do and it was like just all this planning and like we eventually just hit this stalemate said f it and rolled with an improvised talk show and it ended up being the best decision we made uh and i'm super grateful for it so it worked it worked out for the best for sure <laughs> that's the kind of mindset too that i like so i i've been working with a little bit more traditional companies yeah and the one thing that i've always been pushing on them basically everybody that's in my program is like just start putting stuff out there you know you just like the the act of doing is what will tell you kind of like where to go from there it's like you like some of the stuff you just can't think through and the more you do, the, the longer it takes. And then what I've also noticed too, is like the longer it takes, your, your mind just spins on it. And then you don't actually see any real results. And it's almost like you almost get tired of thinking about it and then you just never do it. No, I've, uh, I've suffered in that realm forever. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> per perfectionist paralysis um, I've planned so many things and companies and businesses and brands in my head that haven't come to life. Uh, <clears throat> that, yeah, this year has kind of, yeah, shifted that dial because yeah, when COVID Me hit, too, man. didn't really have an option, but to, to figure it out and do something. So Me it's, too, it's, but it, it's, it's, been it's, <laughs> it's been feeling good. It feels good for me too, man. Cause like, I'm that same way. I'm that same guy as you as like perfectionist. And in this realm, like I've just been doing everything that's uncomfortable. Cause like, like I said, like the audio is not quite right. The, the graphics, my logo, I don't like my logo. You know, so, so it's, it's never, it's, it's never a hundred percent. That's it took me way too long to, to discover that. Like I said, there's, there's a mindfulness level of like, sure. Maybe don't be typing on your keyboard while recording a podcast, like simple stuff like that. Um, but the uncontrollables and, the comparing yeah to professional like joe rogan level podcasts and stuff that people do like out the gate you're like come on man he's been doing that for like how many years almost a decade now um so it's just been uh so much of it is mental just lean into it get started stay in tune with uh what works what doesn't work there's never gonna and w even when you do find what works it's not going to work in a couple months anyways. So don't worry about it being perfect. Uh, all yeah. the video Kings on LinkedIn right now are shitting their pants because video reach is, is losing. And what, what is your dropping. take on, what is your take on that? Like, like I do, I, I, I have done a lot of video posts, but it, it doesn't really worry me for some reason because I like, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out for like a longer, I have a longer mindset, yeah. but like, what's your take on that? Is like, have you heard much about that? I'm uh, so yeah, I guess my internal personal perspective is kind of, yeah, similar to yours. I will adapt, evolve, survive with LinkedIn, without LinkedIn, with video, without video. Um, I'll find a way to make it work somewhere, somehow. So me personally, I'm good. Uh, the, I am disappointed in the timing uh, I just launched my podcast and now I'm slicing it into 
good micro content clips that are all video based. So oh, right, right. Uh, for selfish reasons, I'm a little annoyed that the timing of that was impeccably awful. Like you're doing um, those, like the audiograms. Uh, I'm trying to do a little bit more than the the audiograms, but exact same concept. Yeah, just like um, a little more flashy or something. So that kind of sucks individually, but the in the long haul, it's one of those uncontrollables. Like the the algorithm gods are going to be the algorithm gods, and you can try to game it and play it whatever to your advantage for a degree, but. Um, I'd much rather kind of go with the stoic philosophy of focusing on what I can control, leaning into what is working and what does work. So maybe it's not, if it's not LinkedIn, we'll, we'll head to TikTok or that's um, what I was thinking too. Wherever, like, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. Cause like, I think the gaming stuff gets old and I think it kind of warps your mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> like, like when I first, I, I joined like a video program at one point. And they kind of like uh, told you to get into these groups and kind of share stuff. And um, and I was like, after I was in, I was like, this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't sustainable. The, yeah, this isn't the way you're supposed to do it. Plus, you're like, you're gaming it with other people that are like gaming it, and it's like, I just knew something about that wasn't like good for my brand or good for my ability to learn. Um, so my thought is just like, as these things happen, you just continue to figure it out. Like I was down, I downloaded TikTok and I was looking at it. There's some really cool stuff on there. Like it's got all these, like you can do a lot of the editing stuff just on your phone. hundred percent. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And so then I started, my brain started saying, Oh, what could I do now? Um, so I think that's the better way is like just continuing to like think creatively and not try to game it. Like, cause all of these skills are things that you just build on, you know? No, the, if they're doing their jobs right, the algorithm gods, <laughs> good content, truly good organic content will will find uh, it its place. There's there's no way you can you it you can play the opposite game and try to make crappy content feel like good content or look like good content to the algorithm. But eventually, that when it switches to dwell time or they switch to fat more important factors that can't be gamed, um, you're going to lose that crutch. So yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, I, I come from a technology background. Um, so I've only recently started doing what I'm doing. Like I, I, I grew, uh, grew up as a software engineer. Mm. So uh, like I was like when, when I saw this going on, I was like, dude, these guys can figure this out. Like they know what's going on. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> you're it's it's very similar yeah in in seo worlds like you are not smarter than google sorry people right. <laughs> sorry especially as a collective um you may think you're onto it but long term yeah it's not sustainable it'll hurt your brand uh and then yeah it's it's obviously gonna disappear at some point so again, brings us back to that importance of adaptability and kind of being in, in the moment with how quickly the digital realm <laughs> evolves and changes. Uh, you might, you just better have your ear to the ground and, and stay in tune. Uh, there's far more opportunities out there than I think uh, people are aware of. So people get scared when they hear that all of their eggs are in one basket, like some of these LinkedIn coaches or LinkedIn video Mm -hmm. um, people that have been just doing the same thing the last two years, it worked for them are 
kind of yeah shaking when they realize oh crap like was this all of this gonna be crumbling like is my empire falling apart here that's why the people i work with too like i talk a lot about linkedin with them but like i'm always just like hey, th these are just basic skills i'm almost more just trying to like turn the light bulb on for you than anything else that's like that's probably like I know I say I do all these other things for you, but the, probably the best thing I do for you is just to turn this light bulb on so that you start thinking about this stuff creatively for yourself and how you're going to build this this thing around you, um, which we all have the opportunity to do now. Yeah. And uh, so it's, I've been thinking about that too. It's like, no, it's, it's a huge concern that I am so grateful. I learned this lesson way long ago back in the myspace days we were mentioning right. yeah don't build your empire on rented land mm. that's where uh all of the trouble can happen if you have everything invested either all, your entire audience is on linkedin or you're a hundred percent on youtube or whatever you insert uh can insert into that formula you want to decentralize and own your audience right if you're if you don't have their email you don't own that if they're a follower on linkedin a subscriber on youtube um whatever the hell they call it on any other platform it doesn't matter the moment that site shuts down or transfers or gets acquired or changes the algorithm your entire company or brand or business can shift overnight i learned that losing everything uh i built on myspace i had built all of my audience 100 percent on there i didn't switch to facebook didn't even make a page didn't switch to youtube like everybody else was didn't uh make a website or a mailing list none of i did none of the above so the moment myspace died everything along with it was gone the audience as well it was a ghost town in there so that that was the lesson that i learned so early that i've seen seen it happen on instagram on tumblr so many places uh please own your audience with their email address their phone number or a real human connection a relationship where they would support you wherever the hell they go um because if they're just a digital follower they're technically not yours. Right. Yeah. No, that no, that's a good reminder, man. That, and that's something I think a lot about too. So, so real quick, like, so how do you help people? And to be honest, I, I'm curious too, because like I could see myself uh, working with you. Like there's some things that you're doing um, that I kind of even want to know how to do. And yeah. like, I, I could even see you helping me with a bunch of different things. So how do you help people specifically? Yeah, so my world is split into two lanes right now. Uh, I have a marketing agency side where anything you need marketing, top to bottom, uh, anything you would hand off to a CMO, we can handle um, as your virtual CMO is kind of the one-liner. But what you've been seeing and what I've been super interested in this year is live show media production batched with that post-production process we were mentioning, all the post-production and publishing. So how I help people is by building a show for them where they can convert one hour a week into five to 10 pieces of micro content that's published on their own site. Uh, if it wants to be distributed as a podcast, uh, and that makes sense, uh, or sometimes it's a community show. But 
basically I help people unpack what is my content communication style? How do I get a show going? How do I get all this this rocking and rolling? Um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to figure out in the tech side and creative side and branding side. Um, so I've been able to really merge all of my worlds and help people as a live stream producer, live stream coach is uh, this new new identity I'm coming into uh, that I'm realizing I'm far more helpful than I was aware of in prior years. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. And, and I could see myself um, reaching out to you for some of that because basically I, those are some of the, those are the kind of some of the things I'm doing too. And I just love to like have someone like show me, like help me accelerate that, that process. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and especially help me to clean up a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now that that I just look at, I'm like, man, I, I could be doing better here. I could be doing better there and all that stuff. No, that's per Yeah. Ex accelerate is a, uh, is a perfect phrase for it. I, it, it always sounded cheesy when uh, I was writing it on paper, but the package um, I'm putting together is, is makes sense as an authority accelerator. Um, mm -hmm. Having your own show, having that content surplus of micro content, um, and then yeah. the high level guests that that can put you in touch with. If you set your show up right, people that you never would have responded to you ever before are suddenly that's what I'm interested seeing, man. Like, and or coming to you, which is even crazier. Um, that's so there's what I'm a seeing. lot of power to tap into this media based marketing live stream world. Um, so yeah, it's it's been amazing to learn. Uh, from the inside, from the outside, from the client side, from the audience side. Uh, it's just a, a whole new world and it's evolving so quickly that um, it keeps me satisfied to, to kind of just be continuously innovating whatever, whatever is the new things you, uh, you can do with, with this beautiful, brilliant technology, man. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that's why I'm doing it. Like, that's why I took a whole career shift. I was like a software engineer and then turned Love marketer it. slash live streamer Love um, it. so anyways man so cool so what's the best way to get a hold of you uh as of right now linkedin is my current home base uh getting better at building that into other networks we're experimenting with tiktok but for me personally i would love to connect with you on linkedin that's where steven and i are rocking and rolling um and it just is a, such a positive vibe so that's the number yes. one place uh, and then if you would like to subscribe and check out any future events, check out the beastnode.com. That's where uh, I'm hosting my podcast. We're putting together new live stream shows, experiences. Uh, all of that can be seen at thebeastnode.com. We would love to have you. Yeah, and I'll, I'll link to some of that stuff as well, too. Perfect, man. So, man, I I, st I want you to come on uh, under construction. So, yes. I'm, I'm putting you I'm putting you on the spot. You're gonna you're gonna nice. You're gonna we'll come on. To set it up. I mean, yeah, we uh, half. It was uh, I guess coming to life on this show it's, anyway. It's, so it would only a, be right to come full circle. And it is a 24 hour show, just like the other one. That you <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you coming on. I've really been looking forward to this. I look forward to getting to know you better and. Um, uh, thanks again, man. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, I'll see you.